0: Lonely bands, baby. Live from Casa de Game,
1: Yo, we are in the same casa on the other side of the world. I can hear people behind me, which is weird.
0: We're in the same house right now. Uh, is my roommate upstairs? What's going on in the kitchen? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's creeping in the kitchen. Creep, creep. <laughs> Technically, I'm creeping in the living room. I don't know why I'm saying he's creeping. <laughs> he's like, who is this random black guy talking to the abyss in my living room? Fair enough.
0: He doesn't know he's on a live session of the Lonely Man's podcast.
1: Yeah, jokes on him. He's about to be featured, son. Nah, I'm just playing. He's not going to be featured in here. He's he's hanging out.
0: Yeah, Ellis on the podcast. His first appearance. He's a big fan. He would love this.
1: Yeah, first time listen. Long time listener, first time appearance. Anytime you want to, anytime you want to make a face appearance, Ellis, let me know. All right. Yeah, <laughs> pop on in. He's he's jazzed. He's hyped. He's excited. Loud loud, yeah. loud, noises.
0: Number one fan, number one guest on the podcast.
1: <laughs> technically, he would be the only live guest that we've had in studio. Technically.
0: Yeah. We tried to do this live face-to-face, but there was a lot of feedback in the microphones. Uh, a very high-pitched noise that wouldn't have been good for the listeners, I feel.
1: Yeah, I think if I would have had headphones, it would have been a little bit better, but whatever.
0: Yeah, either way... It... <laughs> It would have been you and me face-to-face with our laptops out. Uh, this is less weird. It's just you in my living room and me in my bedroom right now. Yeah,
1: well, I feel like two people talking to each other face-to-face but behind the screen is the most 2020 thing that we can do, right? Yeah. Like, you can't just talk to somebody face-to-face. Like, it has to be through some sort of screen.
0: You were, you were fumbling with your laptop trying to figure out what to do, and I was talking to you through the Zoom call. Not even like acknowledging that you were in the same room as me,
1: <laughs> look up. No, look up, put the screen down. Look, i trying up. to direct
0: you through the screen. I'm like, maybe if you go into the other room,
1: <laughs> yeah, that is that is the most 2020 thing that is that is can happen at this point.
0: That's the most connected I've felt to you all day, honestly. Oh man, which
1: says a lot. We've been pretty connected these days, you know. I, I could feel the love. Did you, you cross your fingers when you're connected? I, I uh,
0: yeah. Together Either, you have your either
1: that or you've cursed me. You are sing, secretly jinxing me and wishing evil on me, which that can also be a thing. It's
0: my birthday curse.
1: Yeah, this is the, the special birthday podcast. It is your birthday, bro. The big three, three, the Christ age. Uh, how does it feel?
0: Hell yeah, baby. Me, uh, We've gone through the 33 Club on this podcast before. So we have, we have is,
1: touched on the 33 Club, yes. It's going to
0: be a big year for me. Uh, Jesus Christ, Chris Farley and American domestic terrorists all had a big 33.
1: <laughs> and now we added Jesse Berlin game to the list. Jesse Berlin is on the list now. Yeah. you. I don't even know what you're about to do. If you see this. Man. I have
0: 364 days ahead of me. So let's figure it out.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for your survival. That's the yeah. thing. It's the, the number one thing about the number one thing about the 33 club that we found out is no one makes it out alive except for everyone else that made it to 34.
0: No, you go down swinging though, whether it be uh for your religion, uh for your cocaine habit or for whatever was written in that manifesto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you going down swinging for? What is Jesse Berlin Games going down swinging for?
0: I'm going down swinging for stand-up comedy this year.
1: Yeah, we just uh, we, we just watched that comedy store documentary. That's a big thing. We just yeah, yeah
0: we just went through a 5-hour comedy store documentary binge and now we're all jazzed up on comedy that's
1: <laughs> not like we weren't jazzed up on comedy before when we started a comedy yeah. podcast and did stand-up comedy like in general
0: i wish this documentary came out a year ago when we were still we I, we wouldn't even have watched it we'd be out doing stand-up Wait, we'd be is, like, oh did you hear about that comedy store documentary it was like yeah i don't know when i'm gonna have the time to watch
1: it though five hours <laughs> i am living my comedy dreams right now
0: yeah i'm trying to like I want someone to make a documentary about me. That's what I'm out here doing every night. Right,
1: <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing about it is like, because when you take stand-up comedy for what it is, like outside of the bigger picture, like it's what are absurd. you doing? It's absurd. It's stupid. I mean, it, it's so absurd. Like the whole concept is super absurd. Like if you try to explain to my parents every night, like what are you doing? Well, I'm driving an hour and then I go up there and I say jokes for five to 10 minutes and maybe they laugh, well? maybe they don't. And uh, then I hang out with some friends and I go home. And that's what you do every single night. When
0: we boil it down, mainly it's I went and hung out with my friends for a few hours. And at one point we told jokes for a couple minutes, but mostly it was just us talking shit in a parking lot.
1: (laughs) Until one of us realized they have to
0: wake up at 445 in the morning. So they're like, we should probably go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And over diners, a lot of late night diner meals.
0: Yeah, RIP diners also.
1: Yeah, I miss diners, you know? Somebody can make up a whole – you get, like, a four, like, 17 eggs, a whole steak, a full plate of hash browns, all for $6.95. Like, where else could you do that besides
0: I wouldn't go home and make myself three eggs and a steak and a side of home fries, but at 1 a.m. in a diner, let's go for it. I want a whole breakfast right now.
1: It's like you could go home and do that. You could. But you could just go fucking sit in a diner booth and talk shit with your boys and make fun of shit. And that's gone. RIP The diner. You
0: order a lasagna at 2 a.m., no one's looking at you funny.
1: (laughs) That's because anything you do at 2 a.m., anything goes after 2 a.m., right? Like, ordering lasagna is the best possible scenario that could happen (laughs) at the diner at 2 a.m. Like, if all the waiter has to say that happened in their night was, like, yeah, some guy came in and he ordered the lasagna. Crazy. Like they had a good night because you, from anyone that's been out late, like we used to have a, I, it was an IHOP that was open 24 seven. wild, wilder shit went down in the IHOP parking lots, like inside the IHOPs. Like I've seen, that's where all the shit went down. So if, yeah, we have a Denny's of,
0: down the street from me. And before I lived in Worcester, I would only be in that Denny's at like four in the morning when we, had to, we were like, what else do we do now? Like, I think <laughs> we can go to Denny's
1: that's the only place this is the diner when you go in there and the wild shit happens there's nothing better than after going after a show and then you and all the comics talk about the show and just chop it up at a diner that's over some 2 a.m lasagna Mm -hmm. shout out to 2 a.m lasagna I'm just I'm getting hungry thinking about
0: it I know I'm like we should get we should just stop doing this podcast and just go order lasagna right now. there's probably a place (laughs) we can get it right now maybe
1: Probably, but no, there's all there the diners that we're...
0: I think are closing down. They're like, No, we do DoorDash, please order a lasagna for us. <laughs> we're desperate.
1: Yes, now that Garfield is out of business, we need you to eat our lasagna. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I, I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. Lasagna is just okay for me, just okay, it's just fine
0: if I. If I went to a party and they had lasagna, I would probably, pre- I'd be pretty excited about it. It's <laughs> not something I'm going to I, uh, I joked about the diner lasagna. There's no way I'm ordering a lasagna in a diner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would you trust, would you trust a party lasagna? <laughs> like you just showed sure. up? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is there crack in this lasagna? What's in this lasagna <laughs> that someone's at 2 a.m. Like, yo, I got this lasagna. This
0: is where I wish Ellis was still in the kitchen. He would have strong opinions about lasagna that he could break down to us right now. He's the only person <laughs> I've seen eat lasagna in the last uh, 10 years since I lived is with Is he a lasagna,
1: lasagna connoisseur? Yeah, he's a
0: big fan of lasagna.
1: Huh. I guess I'm not ordered I'm not it recently.
0: I saw him eating lasagna recently.
1: I've, I've never ordered lasagna out. I've never gone out and been like, lasagna is what I need.
0: Did you get one at Uno's the other night when we were there? Like last week. I sure didn't. I, I think you were eyeballing the lasagna.
1: Nah. <laughs> the
0: I've worst never... lasagna came out of your mouth.
1: <laughs> the only... I have never ordered lasagna anywhere. I've never <laughs> asked for lasagna.
0: On dogs, I never, I never touched <laughs> the lasagna. Lasagna
1: is one of those things that no one's ever ordered. No one's ever asked for it. It was just there. It's like a you know when you like you go to a, like a like a family party and someone brought lasagna. No yeah. one ever was like, hey. Come over at three, bring lasagna. Like no My mom definitely
0: asked. made lasagna, but I can promise I never asked her to do that.
1: <laughs> never. No one's ever asked for it. It's just something that gets made. No one's ever asked for it.
0: Yeah, my mom got a wild hair up her ass and she's like, I'm going to make a seven layer lasagna tonight. I'm like, what is all this ricotta doing on the, pro- the counter? <laughs> seven just layers- wait and see.
1: Doesn't lasagna already have seven layers anyways? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how to make a lasagna. How did we get on lasagna? I don't know. I brought it up. It was my fault. I someone has a bit that it's
1: easier Who whose bit is that? That it's easier to make a kid than it is a lasagna and that is so true. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm blanking on it right now. It's someone we know.
1: Yeah, someone we know. Shout out to all the local Worcester folks. But that is a funny concept when you think yeah. about it because lasagnas are tricky as fuck to make but a child, not so much. Mm-mm. It just takes two people and some bad decisions.
0: I feel bad. I don't know who that comic is now. <laughs> it's
1: escaping me. God.
0: call in please let us know if you're a fan <laughs> if you're listening dm me
1: yeah clearly if you're one of our boys you should be listening to this podcast and be like that's our joke and then we would be like cash yeah, yeah, it's
0: not it. jimmy cash or paul ciphers i don't know who you are what you do what your jokes are uh, mm. but we appreciate them
1: that feels like something jimmy cash would say but it doesn't it's not a jimmy cash joke
0: no it's gonna bother me the less the rest of the podcast
1: we're gonna think <laughs> we're gonna think about it this whole time as we As we think about, I don't know why I'm thinking about lasagna. I'm not even hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about food when you want to eat something. I don't want to eat shit right now. I don't want to even eat lasagna. I'm just intrigued by it. I'm going to fucking become a lasagna researcher.
0: I'm not hungry. I want no food. I I could use a drink. I should have brought a drink in before I started recording.
1: Yeah. And we drank all the last seltzers, didn't we? Yeah. There's
0: no more seltzer left. You're like by the kitchen. You could easily go get a drink.
1: I could, and then I would require one me room over from up. the kitchen.
0: I could come and make an appearance. <laughs> Let's just switch screens real quick.
1: <laughs> <Let's go.
0: laughs> just get up and just swap.
1: Just, just the Chinese finger drill. <laughs> yeah. Or is it Chinese, Chinese fire, fire drill? drill. Yeah. Did I call it a finger drill? Chinese finger trap Chinese and a Chinese. What do yeah. you get
0: when you cross a Chinese fire drill with a Chinese finger trap? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just always thought the Chinese people were making fun of gay people. They're just like, ah, two sticks and what?
0: We should have got Jimmy Cash on the podcast. He was hanging with us earlier. He he through what, like four hours of that documentary? And then he's like, I got to go. I have a wife and kids. kids."
1: (laughs) (laughs) He forgot he had a life. He he got sucked into the vortex.
0: Yeah, we had all the lights turned off. It was like a real dark documentary. We just got sucked in. We went through the 70s, 80s, 90s to today. Spun all the hits. it's
1: it's a lot of a lot of com- comedy history which made me realize which made me just sad honestly like it just it was just sad because i there's like there's no there's no comedy anywhere here it's just shut down it's so empty yeah, it's a void and That's nothing, we, get,
0: we have to head down south now we have a, a mass migration to austin texas
1: yeah because there's nothing like that feeling of being on a stage and like it was so. It was just the thing about watching a documentary, which I'm not a documentary person. I know you love documentaries. I don't really care for documentaries. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. If I really care, I'll read a book. Yeah, I fine. want to
0: know the real story and like get it quick. Yeah, I could read the book, but I want to just hear people talk about it.
1: That's fair. I've just never really cared about shit that much. Like that that happened recently enough for people to be alive to talk about it.
0: Like I've that- watched so many documentaries. I can't remember what any of them are or what they were about. I remember like two of them. Uh, banksy's exit through the gift shop and knuckle about uh irish travelers that bare knuckle box each other behind barns over like family disputes it's one of the greatest documentaries ever
1: (laughs) of all the ones to remember what was it about the because both of those
0: documentaries someone just filmed For years and had no intention of making a documentary and then they just had all of this incredible footage and someone was like we need to put this together and make it a documentary
1: okay i see because because the whole banksy stuff he never wanted to get filmed or whatever do people know who banksy is
0: uh his identity still hasn't been revealed people think it it could be like five different artists that all just go under one name as banksy but yeah some guy was just filming street artists for years in the 90s and then he eventually got led to Banksy, and Banksy like took him around as his like personal cameraman, and they filmed all these like stunts that Banksy did. And then with Knuckle, uh, two Irish travelers, formerly known as gypsies, two Irish traveler cousins mm-hmm. were getting married, and they wanted to have the wedding filmed naturally. So they got they hired a guy with a camera,
1: <laughs> filmed oh, <laughs> <he> filmed the <laughs> wedding, <had> no camera. <laughs> They just hired
0: a guy. Like, there's a beautiful (laughs) ceremony between two cousins. We need to capture this on films (laughs) to remember. Are
1: you sure you want to put that on film? (laughs) If it's two cousins? Like, (laughs) you don't want to capture that, right?
0: So he filmed their wedding. And then they were like, oh, hey, uh, my other two, my other cousin is fighting some guy next week. We need someone to film that. Can you bring your camera to that? So he did, and he like for 20 years he filmed these bare-knuckle boxing fights behind like horse barns and on just like like dirt roads. It's absolutely insane. These like traveler families would beef with each other.
1: What would they fight about for 20 years?
0: Just nothing. Like they (laughs) I don't even Was Was there money on the line? He, you watch generations fight each other like the dads fight each other and then they have kids and then the kids fight each other and then like the grandfathers even fight it's not you watch like two 80 year old men bare knuckle box over some like decades old feud where no one even really knows what it's about anymore.
1: So, what, so what did they win in the end
0: nothing it's the saddest documentary <laughs> just who's the tougher family
1: that's what they're just fighting over just like who's the
0: what the best part is they, they record uh, like taunting videos to each other, like wrestling promos. Like when Hulk Hogan was like, listen here, brother, I'll see you at WrestleMania. They're like, <laughs> I can't do an Irish accent, but they're like, yeah, we're going to kick your fucking arse behind the, the <laughs> horse. <laughs> they like They send each other threatening videos and like they traded like VHS tapes with each other.
1: Were they ser- fun <laughs> the funniest part is that were they like serious or are they like jokingly doing?
0: Dead it? serious. <laughs> Man, I'm going to- serious.
1: Damn it, O'Reilly! Like, what are they? I can't. I, can- <laughs> I I don't even want to watch this documentary. It just seems depressing.
0: I I should download it right. We could watch it tonight. I could download it on BitTorrent and find it. I used to have it on my hard drive somewhere. Oh my! I haven't watched like- it in like ten years, but it's it's absolutely amazing.
1: That seems like eight hours of depression waiting to happen like it's just like the saddest thing you've ever watched for eight hours
0: <laughs> it's incredibly sad
1: yeah especially oh, when you
0: mind. watch the two old men fight each other uh, you're like what is this about what is this for
1: no there's nothing I watched Muhammad I saw Muhammad Ali in a boxing ring at like 40 and it was probably one of the saddest things I've ever seen yeah now and that's I, a
0: sanctioned fight with gloves
1: yeah now imagine two old 80 year old men in the street I they're there's not many things in general right now in my life that would even get me to go walk outside, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you put in to fist fight another human being. Yeah. And then hold that kind of anger for 20 years. What the fuck? Like, how do you even be mad for that? Like, I yeah, literally- one of
0: them was just on the side of a road somewhere. It was like,
1: I like, like, <laughs> had to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was pulled like- over and scrapped it out real quick. <laughs>
0: they just like pulled the trucks up like on the road and got out and just like had it out with each other yeah
1: well, hey, i wonder like do they, they there's got to be some sort of like is it just like on site like you see them they're like on site bro we saw their they they knew what it was
0: it's a legitimate like boxing match but one of them just happened to be on the side of a road
1: oh my
0: god <laughs> like we're gonna meet by the by the it's farm like the,
1: the irish hatfields and mccoys yeah. well they're
0: they're homeless they don't have like a place to live so like
1: well, technically, there's just the Hatfields and McCoys. They were probably both Irish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like two huge, like, gypsy families
1: in Ireland that were fighting each other.
0: Now I think they all live in, like, trailer parks and stuff.
1: I think I think we got too accepting. You know, there was, like, a time where you just let too much slide. Like, we just, we became too accepting as a society to where shit like that can just happen. <laughs> like, somebody needs to nip that in the bud, like they're like these
0: are like the dregs of society like they've been like pushed out to the outer bounds where yeah they just like have these feuds no one else knows about it only matters to them
1: and <laughs> this they is when you need like up. a good mom <laughs> this is when you just no go sit in the corner you go to time out shake hands later like you just need to make some lasagna bring them all together <laughs> over lasagna
0: if only the irish travelers had uh an italian family cuisine to bring them together
1: This would never this would never be this would never happen to an Italian family. It it would never be. I don't see any
0: documentaries about Italian families fighting each other in this not well not sanctioned. They probably
1: (laughs) Yeah, those are called uh, those are like crime family dramas. It's a a completely different genre. Yeah. That's a a whole different thing. You got some mobs sitting in the back restaurants eating lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. Just how many how many hits have been ordered over like a plate of lasagna. Someone's like eating <laughs> lasagna. Eh, and Jimmy Two-Tones.
0: Yeah, live's just ended.
1: Yeah. Just, just I don't like that Jesse Berlin game. More lasagna, you know? Like You
0: got some ricotta like dripping off your fork. You
1: and <laughs> do <and laughs> yeah, no, kill him. Yes, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> just dripping lasagna from your face ordering hits. That would be honestly that, I kind of – I feel like I respected, like, the mob families. Like, that's the coolest way to live, you know? Like, you rock yeah. into a restaurant. Hey, Tony. And then, you know, like, everybody leaves. You got the whole thing. you just eat in lasagna. Yeah, you place. probably
0: own the restaurant or they owe you money somehow. They're <laughs> under your protection.
1: Yeah. I can uh... – I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's probably people on the backside of it like not that cool, but I can like, get it. Yeah, we were I...
0: running this family business for 30 years and then the mob moved in and said we owe them protection money. Now <laughs> we're like protection for what? They're like from us. So oh, like yeah. oh. <laughs> you,
1: we you are paying us to not lay hands on you guys for your money. Yeah,
0: now I'm in debt for no reason.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much what the IRS does. So what
0: we'll talk on it then? Speak on it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I can't hate, right? That's like a, hey, like, what do we pay tax? I mean, I don't want to go into too much, but clearly when this country was founded, they didn't believe in in paying taxes. That's why they founded this country. They're like, nah, we're fucking tired of paying taxes. And now we get charged those same taxes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, they're not lawful. But if you don't pay them, some thugs will show up to your door to break your thumbs. The IRS is a bunch of gangsters, bro. They are thugs. Hey, you
0: don't think it can happen. Ask your boy Wesley Snipes.
1: <laughs> they got blade, dog. <laughs> yeah. <a> blade <laughs> he thought he, he did one, two, and three, bro. They got blade like that. Yeah. Didn't even like. Yeah, I know that you and the vampires are fighting, dog. But we got taxes to pay. We ain't yeah. cared about any of
0: that. Oh, you're immoral. You'll be paying these taxes for the rest of eternity
1: <laughs> for life. <laughs> yeah. Wesley Snipes tried to say that taxes were unlawful and then he got like Chris Tucker and some other shit people into it. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, really? They're like, oh yeah, hey, in the Declaration <laughs> of Independence here, it says that we don't have to pay taxes.
1: Bro, taxes, bro- people forget like Al Capone was brought down by taxes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it was just like, I'm like, what? You couldn't the catch Rico? them or whatever? What's up? The Rico.
0: The Rico yeah, area. you got
1: them on the Rico cases, bro. Just Tax evasion. <laughs> taxes never failed, dog. They get everybody.
0: Death oh. and taxes, boy—they're inevitable.
1: Bro, yeah, I got fucking—I got the, the IRS came after me, me running this thing. Can you, Did believe you get me? audited? I got audited by the Massachusetts tax people. They audited me, and then they had the audacity to ask me for a hundred and ninety-four dollars. You're you gonna I, mean, I paid right it because I'm not fucking with these motherfuckers. So I will. Yeah, I
0: got. Here, two hundred. Keep the change.
1: <laughs> yeah, just gave him a cool 200 and I paid it early to avoid big, taxes. Bills, crisp. Yeah, and then the worst part is if you don't pay it on time, they add taxes and fees on top of the taxes and fees you're already paying, which seems fucked up, but they can do that. Yeah, that's like the most gangsta thing ever.
0: I'm gonna go freestyle with the microphone this time.
1: Oh shit! I thought you were about to drop a bar. I was like, <laughs> 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 you were saying freestyle. I was like, oh, just the atomic came. Okay, I was ex- I'm, I just keep expecting you to freestyle when you hold the mic. Like that. <laughs> I just ex- keep it be like, uh, drop the mic. One, two.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like I'm standing up just like that like beat swag, like I'm about to go mm-hmm. in. <laughs>
1: turn my DJ, <laughs> turn my headphones up.
0: I used to be able to freestyle before I smoked way too much weed in my 20s, and then <laughs> in my in my teens, I was able to just freestyle for hours on end about anything. Do you ever cipher with your boys back in the day?
1: we did that's what we made us do was the we would smoke the weed yeah. and then the cyphers would come
0: yeah that's how it started and then at some point we just like went like i just tipped over
1: yeah where the well, weed we just, no
0: longer function in that in that way
1: yeah that's the, like uh, the it's like anything right like um if you start like doing anything whether it's like alcohol or you're trying any drugs weed even food to a certain example or like working out um even working out is a good example too like when you first started or you if you do it to a certain extent then there's a benefit right it's just like depending on what that is once you cross a certain threshold then it just becomes like all negative like it's just all down and pain and like suffering and so that's like that's a lot of the thing is like when you like a lot of drug addicts like when you start out it's all euphoria right like the first time you'd fucking try like heroin and do something it's like holy shit this is fucking mind-blowing
0: yeah and then you're just chasing that dragon you're just
1: chasing that dragon right but then there comes a time when you reach a down point to where there's no more higher euphoria it's just all the pain that comes with it Mm -hmm. it's not being able to stop once you reach that downside and that could be with drugs that could be with food that could be with anything
0: podcasting (laughs)
1: <laughs> mostly podcasting first,
0: first couple episodes we're like this is fun let's keep doing this and now we're like 30 something episodes in just this is the pain and suffering right now <laughs> we're just we're just sl- someday we will reach that high again
1: well that's the thing about it that's like the crazy thing about watching this documentary is like you see all these things and then the part about it that's got to be like sometimes i try not to think about too much but it's like you hear about all these people and you realize like freddie prince was like he was at the Comedy Store at 19. He had, like, Carson at 19. He had a sitcom. And he did all of this out of Freddie Prince Jr. And then he committed suicide by 22. Yeah. It's like the dude lived more in those time periods than I have already in my life.
0: Freddie before. Prince Jr. was, like, months old when he killed himself.
1: Yeah. But that, that's the, the whole thing, though. He did all of that in, like, a 22-year span. I'm now I'm 30 just sitting on a table recording a podcast. Like, that's the... the caveat to this
0: it's all relative baby it's all the perspective
1: well see that's the thing and i can't even be mad right because like if i look at like where i'm from like the whole idea that i would be even chasing comedy as a dream as something that i want to do or podcasting is so like it's not even conceptual it doesn't conceptualize in an african mentality like the whole concept of what do you do you tell jokes on a stage like like it doesn't even it doesn't register as a thing that you could do for like a living like if I, right. like for like most things my parents still consider like games like it's just, it's not something that you it doesn't really translate to that so for do they me, have
0: arts and entertainment in the congo are they like musicians
1: they're musicians but they make music I don't know. It's just it's a different thing. Stand-up comedy is a very strictly American thing.
0: It is an American thing. We all the best it. No one's But better. like
1: even in the Congo, like even if you're like a big artist or whatever, like you're a musician, but you're not like there there's you're not like the king of the world over there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're not like There're no like
0: celebrity or... entertainers?
1: Yeah, you're I mean there's a couple like the guys that make some music and stuff, but you're not like touring out rock stole out rock shows or whatever. You're not like a rock star. You're just that's like that's that's a strictly American ideal is the ideal of a rock star like you can't have a, no one else had rock stars until American came like American rock stars, even people that were from other countries went to America to become rock stars because you right. can't be a rock star really anywhere else. There's not anywhere else that has the culture of that, that culminates to the extreme that we do with entertainment here. It's just, I don't know.
0: These Korean pop stars are on a different level now that we can't even like fathom. That is America. true. I don't yeah, even, people kill themselves for these guys
1: I don't even but that's the thing I don't even know anything the, about. I think Korean- the
0: pop stars kill themselves too like they just get well ours do also yeah that's, shout uh, out Freddie <laughs> Prince
1: <laughs> we just talked about it
0: I uh, so yeah uh, pretty sure so our celebrities also
1: yeah no it's a I'm, yeah. I'm,
0: we well, had a bunch of rock stars in the last five years kill themselves
1: yeah I mean a lot of that's the mm. price of fame. I don't know if I've ever wanted to be famous. I've just never wanted to work a day job. I don't know yeah. if those two they coincide, but
0: I think Bill Murray said if you want to be rich and famous, just try being rich first.
1: Yeah, fame. I'd definitely try being rich first. I mean, I definitely just want to be more rich than famous, to be honest. Mm. Like if I could just that's be that's what rich-
0: Migos says. What? Migos has a song. I'd rather be rich than famous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Famous being famous would kind of suck. Yeah. Like I don't want that screwed. I mean, yeah. Well, nowadays, especially because you're so scrutinized, like everything you do is in the public eye and everything is that you do is judged mm. instantaneously. Yeah. You know, it's not like somebody's looking back like 10 years down the road. It's like, "No, he woke up at 8:47. <laughs> what is he sleeping in?" Like no one's yeah. someone's like, "Well, why is he If he's rich, why is he waking up so early?" No one's ever pleased, you know? Like you can't please anybody. So that so this would be, the, which makes sense. It's a very, it's a hard era to be, but
0: it's what we got, baby. It's the, it's the hand we were dealt.
1: Yeah, right. You can't choose. Just roll what, with it. Roll yeah, through you this can't. fucking
0: pandemic. Roll through everything.
1: No, just roll with the punches. Just keep bobbing and weaving. Yeah. I I do feel like the I was always I'm always like now that this pandemic things happened and we haven't been able to do comedy all the time. I'm like, what if? it it like starts making you like re-question like what am I doing with all this time I'm like it's literally been like a couple of months since I haven't been able to do comedy full-time and I'm already like going through this rabbit hole of questioning like do I do I live an adventurous life enough do I need more adventure in my life yeah but they did that is one thing though you can't take it for granted though this pandemic has taught me you can't take things for granted at all like that happened overnight like we thought this was going to be done by the end of march we'll be back
0: on yeah two weeks we'll be out of this thing i'm like making plans with girls i'm like yo two weeks this is over like i'm gonna come through we're gonna hang out and then now it's like nine months later we don't talk anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh well we tried
1: yeah, yeah pull up that's the thing we can only try just keep trying that's that's we all was, this is, we were man.
0: hopeful back in march
1: <laughs> have we lost hope can't lose hope, got hope is, like
0: we gotta every pandemic people have come out of it at the uh, when we talk about these pandemics now
1: <laughs> how many other pandemics have we talked about what are the other pandemics that we've had recently
0: uh there was the spanish flu i think that was the last one right like 1918 that was like the last like big one
1: yeah, the Spanish flu, that's when the, there was I mean there there was a there was a wave of affluenza that came through in the night, in the early 2000s Some people suffered from affluenza, but
0: yeah, what did that kid do? Like drunk driving? Ah he like he might have killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, like it was like
1: he did something like that, and they were just like Ew. He's just too rich and nice to to I think he
0: killed someone drunk driving and they were like, yeah, he's just (laughs) had a, a rich upbringing. He doesn't know any better. He suffers from affluenza.
1: And he probably got a slap on the wrists. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're rich and you got money. You just get slaps on the wrist. Like, how many chances can you get?
0: It has to, like, taint your brain, though, right? Like, just growing up, like, rich and, like, really having no, like, rules or anyone to tell you what to do. You probably think Absolutely. you can just like go out there and just drive recklessly and do whatever you want.
1: I mean, you can't, but no one's told you that you couldn't. So why, why couldn't you, you know, it's like yeah. everything else that you've done so far up to this point in your life has just been cleaned up by somebody else. So what's to make you think that this would be any different? Mm. I, it's, it's a weird thing trying to judge between like, um, what's in somebody's like biology or like bringing the nature nurture part of it i don't think anyone's ever answered that question right that's the whole argument nature or nurture
0: that's way above my pay grade. that's way too deep for me
1: (laughs) i don't know well like no but like how much do you think of our lives is like dictated for us like we have like control over versus how much you think we don't uh
0: i don't know like i think Yeah, like if I'm an addict, is that because of my genetics or is that like the life, the way I was brought up?
1: Yeah, I think there's situations
0: I've been in the choices I've made.
1: Well, it's got to be a combination of both. I think we're we're definitely genetically predisposed to certain things, Mm. right? Like there's people that just are genetically predisposed to having addictive personalities, just like there's people that are genetically predisposed to certain things, different body types and so on and so forth. And I've always just wondered, like, I've always just been interested to see, like, how much of that is, like, where does that, where does that, that genetic predisposition end and where does the, the upbringing that that person has or are they like hand the, in hand? Yeah,
0: the nurturing, right.
1: But it also like, it, it, they almost come hand in hand, you know, like you have like a Richard Pryor, like a Richard Pryor, in order to be Richard Pryor, like his that you had to have gone through what Richard Pryor was born through, like being mm. raised in a whorehouse is essentially what his childhood was, yeah. right? So like people looked up to Richard Pryor the comic, but to be Richard Pryor in the comic, to have that perspective, to have that view, you had to have been Richard Pryor the child growing up around a bunch of prostitutes in a real crazy type of world. Mm. I don't know. Is it worth it?
0: I don't, yeah, I've had a pretty boring life and I'm a pretty boring comic on stage, so... <laughs> Maybe we need to go do some crazy shit. I need some shit to talk about. I need a life Uh, to live.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think that like, well, that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot is I think the comedy should be like an expression of your life, you know, but people don't live now. Like, it's so much harder to like, I think about a lot of the stuff that even being a 90s kid, like the way that we grew up playing outside and just like, because before you had everyone was like a latchkey kid when I was a kid, you know, like you're 10, 11 years old running around the streets, you staying out till like 10 PM hanging out with girls doing all this stuff. Like, and just getting in like reckless trouble and stuff. Like the kids nowadays definitely don't do at our age. Mm-hmm. And, and you have these type of like adventures, like in a lifestyle that I don't think that people like moving forward can live, you know, like it's becoming less and less. It's harder and harder to kind of do those things that are, pretty much different from like going to school and being on social media, and going to Corolla, you You know, yeah. So this is the path and you stay on it. And it's like anyone that ventures from now is now like those people are fewer and far between and they're more, and anyone who does it, they're just like, ah, let me uh, put them on camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you don't want to take any risks now because you don't want people to like capture it on video or something. You you don't want to get canceled for it.
1: I'm honestly, I'm more worried about becoming a meme than being canceled. Like, you can yeah, cancel me. It's kind of almost a a thing. <laughs> It's just your worst moment replayed all day, every day. And then you just have to get to the point where you can just laugh at your worst moment all the time.
0: Just the clip of this podcast, like two guys trying <laughs> to they think they're having a deep conversation failing, right?
1: <laughs> Well, there's 38 more cl- episodes and hours yeah. of this. So. We're
0: on Reddit Cringe right now for this episode.
1: <laughs> is Reddit Cringe a thing? <laughs> <laughs> or did they just start a new... Episode? Yeah,
0: you don't want to end up on Reddit Cringe.
1: If oh, you don't want to be a
0: meme, like that's like the lowest is Reddit Cringe.
1: Oh, man. I didn't even know Reddit... Cr- well let's keep our fingers crossed that this doesn't end up on reddit cringe
0: yeah i'd rather be like a fail like me like tripping and falling like dropping my food in a restaurant or something (laughs) so i'm just like
1: (laughs) what are the types of things that end up on reddit cringe
0: uh i did see like a joe rogan like podcast clip on there one time where a guy was like about to have a he was like about to have a snack at the end of a podcast he's like what are you what are you doing he's like i'm just gonna have a snack he's like don't no you can't eat on the pod. he's like why don't we just end end the podcast he's like no no, no that's fine i'll put it away he's like no we're, we're like three hours in. we can just end the podcast you can, you can have a snack it's super
1: <laughs> awkward <That is> super. <laughs> i Wait,
0: think it's eric weinstein
1: so joe rogan told the guy he couldn't have a snack on the podcast
0: no you can't even I just, I just got mad at you for eating on the podcast you can't chew into the microphone
1: that's fair, but three hours in, but I feel like Rogan. Of all the stuff that like they do on a Rogan podcast, so, like yeah. people are smoking cigars, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, doing yeah,
0: none this. of that makes like noises.
1: <laughs> I guess, I guess that is where I draw my line. The lip smacking sounds is where I draw the line.
0: Yeah, you don't want to hear someone chewing into your ear while you're at work trying to do your thing.
1: <laughs> well, well, I'm hearing your dog over the couch snoring while I'm at work. So. <laughs>
0: While we were watching the documentary, I would hear those like lip smacking noises. I look over, just Valerie cleaning her paws on the couch.
1: Oh my gosh, your yeah, your dog loves love, loves all the love.
0: Yeah, vicious, vicious looking pit bull, but she is the biggest puppy dog.
1: Yeah, which is crazy because when I was growing up, we had a dog, and Colorado pit bulls are illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a dog that was half pit. That's
0: uh, BSL breed sp- breed specific legislation.
1: Yeah, I'm very against... Is somebody... Is someone out, outraged by that?
0: Oh, yeah. People... Yeah, that's how I know about it because I've read articles where people are fighting against breed-specific legislation where you, they outlaw pit bulls, people. Rottweilers, Dobermans. Yeah. All the black dogs, basically. It's kind of, <laughs> I think <laughs> once we get down to it, I'm like, I see what's going on here.
1: <laughs> it's funny because I work in insurance... And those are pretty much like the same dog breeds that like companies just won't insure. Yeah. But yeah, so we had. But they're
0: all the guard dogs that people use to insure their companies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Coincidence, I think not. I don't trust Dobermans though. I I don't trust Dobermans.
0: I like a Doberman just because, like watching like the Warner Brothers cartoons back in the day, like the guard dogs were always Dobermans.
1: Yeah, they were. But that's the problem with that is like all the videos I saw of black people getting fucked up by dogs were also Dobermans.
0: German Shepherds.
1: Yeah, German Shepherds as well. I thought Dobermans and German Shepherds were the same dog for a really long time, which just put it in my mind. If somebody has a German Shepherd or a Doberman, they just, they're trained to eat my ass. Like they just love this child. Get those
0: Nazi dogs away from me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> pretty much that's how i feel but we did have a pit bull growing up he was a part pit part lab but our neighbors got really mad at the dog and they didn't like us so then they reported the dog and because he was part um pit they took him
0: what did they do like a dna test on it what's up couldn't you be like no this is just my labrador
1: no, nah, it's because they had a little thing from where we had gotten the dog, so he was no uh, because you okay. have to like get the dog registered and stuff. They just
0: came and took your dog away? What's up? They locked your dog up?
1: Bro, they put the dog down. Well, because what they did was they said that he bit the neighbor.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: So then they put the dog down.
0: Did they lie on your dog?
1: Bro, they straight up lied on Blanchard. Blanchard never even barked, bro. Blanchard was a like, G. R.I.P. to Blanchard.
0: That's fucked. Like, oh, that's like a documentary. <laughs> I've seen those documentaries about people wrongfully accused.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Ever since then, I've just never wanted to have all the that's dogs like making had... a murderer.
0: Now that I think about it,
1: <laughs> all the dogs I've had have ended have ended unceremoniously. <laughs> they really have. The first let's dog bring, we let's had bring in... the
0: podcast down. How all of your dogs died? One sentenced to death by the state. <laughs>
1: The other one was just in Africa. We talked about it. The one that He just wouldn't eat after we left.
0: Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast?
1: With Paul. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then after that, I was like, you know what? Maybe dogs aren't for me. They're not for everybody.
0: I've what never owned it? one. Uh, Valerie's the first dog that I've lived with.
1: Yeah, no, dogs are cool. I also couldn't live with... I, I, I don't have the patience to have to take them out all the time and feed yeah. them. And...
0: I used to talk shit about dogs all the time. And I would like crack alex up about it i'm like dogs have never done anything good (laughs) like we're in a building right now with electricity like dogs uh, nothing the dogs haven't invented anything they don't mean anything to me (laughs) humans have brought everything that's great in this world they've created everything good dogs do nothing uh i don't give them credit for anything so i would like talk shit about dogs to alex and then um i read an article i think it was a woman in the south took her two pit bulls on a walk in the woods and both her pit bulls turned on her and ended up mauling her to death. And her body was found in the woods, like with the pit bulls. Yeah. And so the police came and they called animal control. They took the pit bulls and they were going to put them down. And everyone's like, no, 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 you can't put those pit bulls down. You can't put them down. And they're like, they murdered (laughs) their own uh, owner. Like, I think these animals got to go. And people are, like, fighting to, like, free them and rescue these dogs. And I sent Alex this article. I'm like, look what these two monsters did <laughs> to this woman. And he's like, well, you're about to live with one. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, now you have the savage. Have he's the like, savage I do
0: own a pit bull, just so you know. And I was like, oh, all right. I'm, I'm sure she's great. I'm sure she's <laughs> lovely dog. I'm sure she's <laughs>
1: she is a lovely dog. She's kind of an attention whore, to be honest. Yeah. I hope she doesn't hear me talking about her. She might jump up and start licking me right now. But then again, humans did make all this stuff, but humans also made all the fucked up shit that we have. so what's the trade-off?
0: Yeah, the, all the all the pain and suffering along with all the, the good things in life, I guess. I don't know, humans are complex. Dogs are innocent creatures. They are. I don't deserve any of the slander that I put upon them.
1: <laughs> but it's almost like it's, dogs are too easy, you know? It's like you can't if you don't like like if you hate dogs like or if you like you're mad at a dog like you can't they're just like they're they're simple yeah. you know it's like a, they're just like they're just like it's, it's in their nature yeah they're just they're dogs
0: but did that woman nurture them to be cold blooded killers <laughs>
1: whatever, whatever, whatever ended up happening to the dogs from that woman
0: I think they ended up putting them down I didn't follow up with it too much
1: I mean if they put Harambe down. Yeah, well, I mean, stopped.
0: they put your dog down just off an accusation <laughs> of a biting. These dogs obviously murdered this woman. I think they definitely put them down. <laughs> they found them at the scene of the crime, caught in red, <laughs> red Pod.
1: Is that, is that blood on your lips? <laughs> the savage beasts. Yeah,
0: they just stuck around the body.
1: Man, what if the dogs were addicted to drugs?
0: <laughs> just two junky dogs having a. Uh, uh a junkie beef with each other. Maybe there were Irish traveler dogs from two different families that she didn't know.
1: Yeah. She got in between a she got in
0: between a bare knuckle boxing match.
1: <laughs> she just got caught up in a dog beef she wasn't ready for.
0: Yeah, out in the woods, it makes perfect sense. It's where most of these fights happen.
1: Yeah. You know, it was a it was a doggy it was a doggy drug deal gone bad. They were just because there would be nothing worse than like, uh, you know how they make fun of that in like um, in that episode of um, Family Guy where Brian becomes a drug-sniffing dog? Yeah. And then he just gets addicted to the cocaine? Mm-hmm. Isn't that – that sounds like – what if you're a dog that's addicted to cocaine, <laughs> that must be, like, the worst life. <laughs> what do
0: you do? I don't want to see a dog on cocaine. Like, Valerie would probably lose her fucking mind. She wouldn't know what to – she gets hyped up just off life. And <laughs>
1: she's high on life yo your dog on cocaine she'd probably she'd probably jump so high she'd hit her head on the ceiling and pass (laughs) out
0: (laughs) she would just tie herself out
1: she would probably sleep for like 16 hours in a row like yeah oh man i used to hang out with
0: these girls that always try to get their dog high and uh, the the dog just like he, uh, he just started to hate weed like he didn't like the smoke at all. So like, if you just like blew in his face, he would just flip out. So we couldn't smoke weed in the house anymore. The dog would just lose its mind. <laughs>
1: they fucked you up. Just, Why do they keep trying to get this dog out? They just kept <laughs>
0: taunting the dog, just blowing bong hits in his face. So you just this just, is
1: that's how the woman got mauled. <laughs> 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 just keep blowing bong hits in your face, and one day the dog's had enough. He will maul you.
0: They made a bong out of a soda bo- Soda bottle. Uh, bottle. You ever do that back in the day out of a two-liter?
1: Yeah, for sure. Gravity bongs all day.
0: Yeah, no, like you would just like put tinfoil in the top of it, yeah, and like hit it out the bottom of it.
1: Mm-hmm. You can do they that, that they filled it change. with smoke
0: and like threw it at the dog, and the dog bit it, and the smoke like puffed in its face. And then he got angry because it was weed smoke and would attack the bong and like bite it again, and the smoke would just keep puffing in his face.
1: <laughs> Sad day, <laughs> some assholes, <laughs> you guys are monsters. My friend, this girl. We that used was to a ratchet out.
0: house, now that I think about it. That was like a double-wide <laughs> trailer down the street from my house. And like, we would just go in there and just fuck that house up every afternoon. Like their mom was never home. I think their mom was on drugs.
1: Yeah, that's what happened. Like in the early nineties, two thousands, you could do that before the nowadays. Just hang people.
0: out in junkie houses and fuck shit up
1: whoever's parents were at home you just go around and fuck shit up wild shit that's what all the shit used Uh, to happen my house
0: got fucked up all the time
1: yeah everyone just like whoever lived closest to the school that you could just go wild out with because no one's parents were home that's where school
0: vacations or summer vacations it was like whose house can we go fuck up today we're gonna raid your cabinets eat all of your ramen noodles and cereal
1: (laughs) man you miss out like now you can't even like a prank calling was a thing that we used to do you can't prank call anymore prank calls are out
0: no, where are you going to get someone's number? They're like, I'm not in the phone book.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, who even picks up a phone call from somebody they don't recognize? No one picks up the phone anymore. That's if like you're not
0: in my contacts, you are a spam risk.
1: <laughs> 100%. Even if you are in my contacts, you're still a spam you're risk. You're still a spam like risk. Why are you calling like, me? Oh. Text me about this. <laughs> if it's serious, you'll send me a text. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah if, it's you're serious, in, if
0: you're in jail, they'll
1: let you send a text if it's real serious you'll call twice that's how i know if you call me back two times in a row i know you really if need it's me. deadly serious you're leaving a voicemail <laughs> have you checked the voicemail since 08 <laughs> i
0: i didn't have it set up on my phone on one of my phones i didn't have it set up until i needed to get a job and then i like activated it i don't even know why my voicemail is activated now
1: I don't even know if I have a voicemail activated on my phone. I don't yeah. know what happens when you call me. I think people can leave voicemails because they sometimes add up to my yeah. phone, which I'm surprised that I haven't li- reached the limit yet. There's got to be yeah. a limit to voicemails, right?
0: I love it when mine was like, you have reached the voicemail box that has not been set up yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember when everyone used to do prank voicemail boxes? I was like, hey, what's up? Where? What? Oh, had shit. Now nah, I'm just playing. Leave a message. Beep. <laughs> I hated I- those.
0: Mine mine was that up until a few years ago, I think. It was just me going, yo, the number you have called.
1: <laughs> <the> <laughs> voice Man, those, that's the worst, too, because right when you're trying to call somebody, you'll like call someone and you'll be like, yo, what's up? And then you get the voicemail and you're like, motherfucker. And then you can't even slam a phone. You can't even slam it down because you're pissed. You're just like, hang up.
0: Ugh. Did you have the friend that did like the super long one? My friend Nick had the, yo, what's up? just chilling what are you doing yo i'm not really here right now leave a message.
1: <laughs> oh gosh the worst
0: it was it's funny once and then when you actually like need to leave a voicemail form you're just sit through that whole thing
1: <laughs> who but who actually needs to leave voicemails now
0: No, do you send a text message
1: yeah if you can't text me then we, you why are we even talking i mean
0: my grandmother doesn't even have like my phone number. She needs to reach. She'll get in touch with my mom. And my mom will send me a text.
1: <laughs> Your mom will send you
0: a voice. My, my mom's I- the only one that leaves me a voicemail and she still has to say, Hey, Jesse, it's mom. <laughs> like no one else leaves me a voicemail. I know it's you. It's a spam risk. Mom, from- I have
1: caller ID. I know it's you. Hey, yeah. Jesse, it's mom.
0: Hey Jesse, it's Mom. Uh your Amazon Prime account is over too. Please send twenty dollars to this account.
1: I'm gonna start leaving you voicemails. Hey Jesse, it's mom. (laughs) (laughs) That means I'd have to actually call you and it'd have to go to your voicemail and I'd have to wait that long. That's a lot, that's a lot of steps before you can leave a prank message.
0: When you call me, I answer because I'm like, what something's up? What's going on?
1: That's true. I'm not a big I'm not a big phone guy. I don't really Mm -hmm. call people. I'm sometimes I'd like to text sometimes, but I forget a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. You FaceTime with anybody? No. Just this podcast. This is exclusive. This is
1: the only face screen time. I honestly, here's my thing. I secretly hate social media. I hate screen time. I'm not a fan of it at all. Yeah. But this is the, now the day and age that we live in. It's not like right
0: one real human it. interaction.
1: Yes. I love you. I that's the, that's the beauty about standup is there's nothing like the human interaction of standup. Like mm. nothing else gives you that, like you said something funny and somebody, whether they consciously knew it or not, had a visceral response to something that you said. And that is, you can't beat that. Where else can you get that from? It's not the same as like, if I make like a funny video online, someone watches it and gives me a like. Okay. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? That's like, eh, anyone can just do a light, but when you can get somebody to show that emotion or be able to do that. You
0: want that real life thumbs up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want them to be like, ha, that's funny. You're fucking funny.
0: Yeah. Ha ha react in real life.
1: Yeah. I want people tears, crying emoji in real life. (laughs) Yeah. Cause someone can put it on a text and it means nothing. I put it. That's the only emoji I use the crying face or the laughing face or the crying face followed by the laughing face. Only emojis I use. Am I crying, laughing most of the time when I use it? I'm
0: old school. I still type out my ha's. I don't do an LOL. I was never an LOL guy. You're not an LOL guy. H A H A H A. If you get a triple ha from me, it's a good joke. A ha 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 -ha is my LOL. But ha ha ha, I legitimately (laughs) laughed.
1: Yeah. If I put, if I, if you get a text message from me that says ha 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 ha, like it's actually spelled out ha ha ha. Yeah. That's how you know it's funny. And all
0: caps with like three exclamation points on it.
1: Or if I put lolo, 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 low, lolo,
0: If it's really good, I'll call you and laugh in your ear.
1: If it's really good, we'll talk about it like this and I'll tell you that's a really funny joke. Yeah. I'll be like, dude, that joke was awesome. If it's really good, I'll do it on stage and call it a comedy act. That's. Yeah, if
0: something you say is really funny, I'm going to do it on stage. <laughs> and
1: I hope it works. As you should. Steal shamelessly.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to Carlos Mencia all of
1: my social interactions from now on. American history is all built on people stealing. Like, Alexander Graham Bell didn't invent the telephone. He was just the first person to patent it. Mm-hmm.
0: You all
1: know right. what I
0: hate? When you're in a group of people and you're all, like, like, riffing jokes and you say something funny and no one hears it and the person next to you repeats it and they get the laugh.
1: Oh, that's the worst.
0: That, that's why I started doing stand-up comedy. I was like, I need to have full control over, over the laughs. Over the laughs.
1: Yeah, that's that's why. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I've just found that, like, I didn't, I loved being in that environment, like being around people, making people laugh, telling stories and joking and holding court, you know? And I realized I could do that, but I was like, where else can I do that from? Like, hmm. where, where else do you get that opportunity to hold court from? And... And stand-up comedy, which is why I think I love the vent I love the forum so much. I don't know, man. And then there's podcasting. podcasting. What? And
0: then there's podcasting. Ooh. Now I can hear myself echoing through the laptop. Oh, can oh, you? It's gone. I think when we like both talk at the same time, it gets fucked up.
1: Yeah, because I don't have my headphones in. So we're
0: we're know. new to this. We're like 39 episodes in. We don't know what the fuck we're doing.
1: Well, we don't know what the fuck we're doing for anything. You know what? Whether this podcast ever happens to it or not, whatever. I just think that we should just, wherever we're at in the world, even if, if we're not in the same town, we should just join up once a week and just bullshit. Forever. Absolutely. Yeah. For this podcast forever.
0: will never, the production value will never get any better than this. And we're just going to keep it on
1: Zoom. <laughs> it probably, it's just going to be this forever. Yeah.
0: Unless Zoom goes under, then we'll have to find something like different. I'll have to like screen record our Facetime conversations.
1: <laughs> you have a phone camera recording our camera yeah. here. Listen, whatever it takes to make this work, because that's what it is, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, this this has shown me though, I will never take stand up comedy for granted again. I think it's just like, and I don't think I did. That's the thing about it that frustrates me is I don't think I did. You know, like, I think that given the opportunities, I don't think there was ever a show that somebody offered me a spot that I turned down unless I was because I was doing another spot. Like, that's the only time I've ever turned down a spot is because I was doing another spot.
0: No. And if it was like a show, I wasn't excited to do either way afterwards. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did that show. I'm glad I still like went and tried, did my thing
1: no i mean honestly anyone that it, it i think it just for me it was always the shock that someone would want i was it still blows up. you want me to go to go say stuff to you and then be like yeah we're even gonna pay you it's like well i was gonna pay you like that's that's how i still view it to now i think there's very few things that you still view through rose-colored lenses in the sense that you still see the magic in it you know mm-hmm. like what else do you do like i don't see that about my day job like not at all. Like, what else do you do that still brings you joy, like on a consistent basis or makes you happy very consistently? I don't know, man. I
0: got nothing in my life right now.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's what this took away. And I was trying to figure out what it was. The feeling It's like comedy was the one thing that I went out of my way to do every day. And I, in short, I did it, and it made me very happy to do. I'd go out, even when I wasn't feeling it, go out, and I'd hang out with the people, and I'd tell some jokes. And even if it wasn't a good night or whatever, just yeah. being around people and seeing it, you'd still be like, all right, that was cool. But
0: when yeah. we do, like, comic h- hikes and stuff like that, and we're all just, like, having fun, just, like, talking shit the whole time, I'm like, this is what I miss about stand-up comedy. It's just ha- us hanging out before and after the show.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It was, like, something that yeah. just brought people together. Like, and it, it was...
0: I think I, like, I took that for granted, the hangs
1: the, well the people right yeah mm-hmm. now i'm like the human interaction like the social interaction that i have with people is very limited now but yeah i mean and also i think it kind yeah, of when goes... you do
0: get together there's a feeling like should we be doing this right now
1: <laughs> almost feels dirty Ooh. yeah <laughs> it's dangerous the hangs yeah. are
0: dangerous again
1: it's crazy to think that like now just hanging out with your friends is dangerous like i'm a bad boy what did yeah. you do
0: I just got invited to a Christmas party. I'm like, yo,
1: someone could die. (laughs) Oh, shit. Are you going to go, Dad?
0: This shit's going to be lit. Yeah, do I go? go, Now you got, like, the easy out. You're like, hey, uh, sorry, I don't want to kill anyone's aunt. So I'm just going to hang at home.
1: Is it like a family Christmas party? Yeah. At least now, the one thing about it is like a built in excuse to now not do anything. It's like, yeah. oh, you don't want to do it. My anything.
0: dad's side doesn't give a fuck. Like, people are just like coming in from all different towns and cities and shit, just hanging out, like, eat lasagna. I think there was lasagna there last time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one asked for it, but somebody brought it. <laughs> oh, a,
0: a lasagna just appeared at my cousin's house.
1: Yeah, it, it wouldn't be, it would, to no surprise, lasagna just appears.
0: Uh, And we've come full circle. That was an hour of the podcast.
1: (laughs) We've done an hour already.
0: We're at 57 minutes. Yeah.
1: Oh shit. Okay. Some closing room. We'll come, we'll bring the plane down then we came full circle, started with lasagna ended with lasagna. (laughs) And then I'll come
0: back into the living room and we'll just continue our hang again. And we won't take it for granted.
1: (laughs) No, you can't take it for granted. That's what you learn. If you learn anything from this podcast, which I hope you don't, but if you do (laughs) just don't take shit for granted people. Well, all 10 of our average listeners, right? I believe that's our average audience is now 10.
0: Yeah, we have an estimated audience of 12 people that listen to the audio. And then there's like, I don't know who watches the YouTube video. Shout out to you. You got to like keep an app up or like a window on your laptop of just Ben and me in my own house in separate rooms hanging out.
1: Yeah, I can barely listen to my own voice over recording to replay my comedy sets. For you listening to me just talking, We should start
0: offering like cash prizes at the end of the podcast. Like if you've l- made it this far <laughs> and have listened to the whole hour episode, uh, we will Venmo you $5 each.
1: If you made it this far, what did we say at minute Yeah, Just start making <laughs> listening challenges.
0: Yeah. At 58, 30 seconds. I said gravy train. If you text me <laughs> gravy train, <laughs> DM <laughs> me gravy train, no other context. Don't say anything else. Just say gravy train. I will Venmo you five dollars straight
1: up. If you yeah, if you DM me gravy train, I will Venmo you five dollars straight up. That is, you know, we should add that to. We should now do this on every single podcast. Just a different word.
0: Not every podcast. Random podcasts. <laughs> so, you, so you. never. Know. You don't know what we're gonna do the next. When the next cash grab is gonna come up, for episode thirty nine, we're giving away five dollars to the first person that texts you gravy train. I yeah. could just lie and say you were the third person, so I don't have to Venmo you. But now, if you're legit, if you're the first person that text me gravy train,
1: yeah, D- DM me gravy train to my insta to my yeah. Instagram at the Venmo.
0: I just got a text. I th- I was like, is someone texting me gravy train right now? I was like,
1: <laughs> we don't even record this live. <laughs>
0: It's just it's just Ellis in the other room.
1: Oh, he texted you from the other room. No, if he
0: was in the kitchen listening oh. to you, that'd be
1: fine. He's a gravy train. It's just me texting you, gravy train. <laughs> I want that five dollars, man. Hell yeah, hey, hell All yeah. All right, well, this has
0: been episode thirty-nine.
1: Let's make a face for the for the recording. There it is. All right, cool.
0: All right, Lonely Mans, we out. Peace.